Services, NPR Illinois, on Michelle Eccles. Gun rights groups are once again asking the U.S. Supreme Court to overturn Illinois' ban on assault-style weapons. Mawa Iqbal has more. The high court heard multiple appeals last year to temporarily halt enforcement of the ban, and they denied ruling on any of them. This time, the plaintiffs are requesting a full review of the case on its merits. Rick Pearson is with the Illinois State Rifle Association, one of the groups represented. He says millions of Americans own these guns, but only some will use them to commit crimes. I understand that they need to be taken away, but what's happening is authorities are sitting on their hands and not doing that. Democratic lawmakers passed the ban in the wake of the Highland Park mass shooting that left seven people dead and dozens more injured. I'm Mawa Iqbal. The latest American Community Survey report from the U.S. Census shows brain drain continues in many Midwestern states. The Center for Rural Affairs' rural advocacy nonprofit organization focused on economic opportunities. Jillian Linster with the Center says the census numbers are from 2022, and she expects things are trending upward in many places. I know that folks in rural Nebraska are invested in their communities, in revitalizing them, in strengthening them, in um, welcoming new community members. Employment in rural areas has reached pre-pandemic levels, but some communities are experiencing worker shortages. Experts say workforce dynamics, job availability, opportunities, and pay are a reason why people are moving. The Illinois State Board of Education has adopted a new plan to bring up literacy rates. Emily Hayes reports it emphasizes teaching strategies like phonics. Rade. Rade. And bus to the beginning. Rade. Ride. Ride. Kelly Alicon is using phonics to teach second graders at Mead Park Elementary School in Danville how to read. She says sounding out words tends to work better than memorizing sight words. If they don't practice at home, you can tell when they're reading with you that they still won't know the sight words. In 2001, a Congress-backed study found structured phonics classes are the most effective way to teach reading. But many schools don't use this method. The state will start training courses for educators on the plan in 2025. I'm Emily Hayes. Black health advocacy groups are calling on the state to properly fund black-led HIV and AIDS treatment providers. They say the Illinois Department of Public Health is behind on releasing grant dollars through the African-American HIV AIDS Response Act. In a statement, IDPH says they know more can be done and are creating a temporary team to help providers through the application process. Advocate Creola Hampton says the centers could shut down without funding. It is because of the red tape and the bureaucracy of our government that the money is not getting to where it needs to. The black legislators do the work. We need the government agencies to do the work as well. You are listening to NPR Illinois. It is 645. You are listening to NPR Illinois and Morning Edition. This morning we have Simon Lanter from Active Creative Teen Theater who is playing a role in Little Women. Good morning, Simon. Good morning. How are you doing? Pretty good. So talk to us about Little Women and your role. What is the role you're playing? Yeah, so I play Theodore Lawrence, um, also known as Lori. He is the neighbor um, of the March family, which um, are the four daughters that the show centers around. But um, his parents passed away, and he lives with his grandfather next door. Now, this is a classic that many have read or seen before, but talk to folks who maybe haven't or aren't familiar with it, kind of what the storyline is, without ruining anything. Okay, all right. Um, Yeah, so um, the show is kind of just about 
four girls, and you get to just see um, how um, essentially their love for each other um, grows and how family, um, the importance of family um, at the end of it all, and how you can, I mean, essentially be be your own person, um, make your own story, and I mean, write your write your own yeah, write your own story, and just kind of how um, the importance of family. So I guess I mean, without spoiling anything, I would just say um, it's the importance of family and how um, your love for each other can get you through hardships. Now this is a play. A lot of folks are used to musicals, but uh, this is a play. And talk to us about maybe some of the challenges you faced in developing your character and becoming your character. Well, I think the biggest thing for me when I was trying to get into the role was, well, a big thing that um, the director noted quite a bit for me was my voice and make trying to make it a little higher. You know, I think I'd come in to practice some days and I maybe would be groggy from school or something. My voice would just sound like a 50-year-old man. So I want to say that was part of it. But um, no, a big thing for the role was just trying to always keep my character so, so, so like cheery and lighthearted. I think um, off stage, I think I'm a very goofy, lighthearted guy. And um, I have played pretty serious roles in the past. So I think this was a little harder to kind of let that just that funny, I mean, mischievous and like with a wild sense of humor, let that show on stage. I think that was probably the hardest thing for me. Now, Simon, this is being put on by Active Creative Teen Theater or ACTT. And talk to us about that program. This is all teenagers that are doing the show, right? Absolutely. Um, ACTT has been fantastic um, to be a part of. This is my first time um, in a show with ACTT. Um, and it's just been it's just really been so awesome to see um, what I mean, what we can put together. You know, to think that there's going to be a show that people can come watch, and it's it's done almost entirely by people under the age of eighteen. It's just a really a really cool thing to see. Now, how many teens are in this production? If I had to guess, I want to say maybe around around thirty would be my guess. Around thirty teenagers. And even the director is a teenager, right? Yes, she is, yeah. And how has that process been? I mean, it, it's a little different if you're in a show with people who are adults who have had a lot of experience, and but this is kind of different. Yeah, well, um, my director, she is, I mean, she's a good friend of mine, so that's been fun to have that relationship previous um, to the show. But, I mean, yeah, it's different, but she's been doing a really good job, and I think that... I mean, she has the support, and she's been in shows for a very long time. Um, I mean, she's been doing theater her whole life, so it's been it's been great to see. And she is very, um, very knowledgeable of directing, and I think she's doing a fantastic job. ACTT presents Little Women. It's happening at the Hoagland Center for the Arts this weekend. Where can people go to get tickets and more information? And it's only one weekend, right? Only one weekend, yep, February 16th through the 18th. And they can go to hcfta.org to get tickets? Yes, ma'am. All right. $15 tickets. Get your tickets now. It's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Simon Lanter, thanks for joining us this morning on NPR Illinois. Thanks for having me. It is 649. You are listening to NPR Illinois and Morning Edition.